Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. For by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Hebrews 11.3 and Colossians 1.16. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness. We thank you for your faithfulness and loving us so much that you would send your son to die for our sins. And then you sent us your spirit in order to be able to overcome in this world. You've not left any stone unturned. And we're so very, very grateful, eternally grateful. So even today on this episode of The Spiritual Matters, we ask that you will lead us and guide us into all truth, that you would bring forth the revelation by your Spirit, Father, insight and understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, we let every heart be prepared as good ground. And if there is any stony hearts, Lord, let them be broken up and, that, and replace the stony heart with the heart of flesh. Father, let us proceed and understand in our hearts that we might bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. Amen. 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 Here we are again with you guys. Uh, I am Ben Bruel. And I'm TC. It's always an honor to share with you in this Godcast to, to give insight or revelation, inspiration, and uh, you know, wisdom and knowledge of truth to build the body of Christ and to, you know, kind of fill in the gaps that some people may have as it pertains to uh, spiritual matters. We can't afford to have these gaps in spiritual matters. Guess why? Because the spiritual matters. So as we go on, we're going to, we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and in this episode, beginning in this episode, because I don't believe we're going to be able to cover it all today. But uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about the seven spirits of God. We're going to go a little, a little deeper into the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God. So uh, there are some scriptures that actually calls the Holy Spirit the seven spirits of God. And we'll, we'll read them before we really get into um, what this means. And, and then laying a structural foundation through the word of God for those, firstly, for those who are really not familiar with the Holy Spirit, but don't really know the Holy Spirit or have heard of the Holy Spirit. You're saved, but you don't really know who he is and how he functions and operates and how important it is for us to have him. And so we'll, we'll, um, we'll discuss those things before we really go into the depth of this uh, conversation today. I know we, ta we were talking um, Wednesday night at Bible study about how, you know, when you're think we're talking about the spiritual things and talking about, you know, just the spirit realms and whatnot, it's very odd to me that a lot of believers, they believe in God, but it's almost like they don't understand that he is a spirit. Right. And so if he is a spirit, then why is it that believers get so... I, I don't know what it is. They want to like, talk about spiritual things. Many, many, even leaders are afraid to talk about these yeah, things. Yeah, they're, they're afraid of spiritual things and they don't understand that just like like we've been talking about, you know, in, in Bible study about the gifts of this Holy Spirit. You know, it, it, we were given these gifts to commune with God, who right. is a spirit. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Holy Spirit was given to us 
um, to help us and guide us and lead us and all that. But how many believers actually utilize him, actually, you know, look to him mm-hmm. for help? Right. Guidance, wisdom, all that good stuff. Yeah. Amen. So let's dive into this, the seven spirits of God. Uh, just to give a scriptural reference of this term, because some people, see, a lot of people are free to read the book of Revelation, so a lot of people don't know what's in it. So this is where we get this title of the Holy Spirit named the seven spirits of God. That's actually one of his names. So um, in Revelation chapter number three, verse one, and it says, uh, and unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, these things saith he, uh, I'm sorry, he that hath the seven spirits of God. So this is Jesus saying, thus saith the Lord, these things saith he, that's just saying, thus saith the Lord, because it's Jesus talking, that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, which represents the church. He said, I know your works, that you have a name, that thou livest, but thou art dead. So we're, we're focusing right here. It's on these things, saith he that has the seven spirits of God. This is going to be really, very, very, um, very informative, revelatory. It's going to be very insightful. It's going to give wisdom, knowledge, and understanding regarding the Holy Spirit. So also in the book of Revelation, chapter number four, verse five, it says, Out of the throne proceeded the lightnings and thunders and voices. We talked about that before. That's powerful because God's throne is alive. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So the Lord is saying he has the seven spirits of God. He has them. And the seven spirits of God is is kind of uh, shown as a picture in heaven as like the menorah. You have the middle pole. Then you have the three poles on each side with candlesticks. So that's what it's referring to, the lamps of fire, the candles of fire. That's before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Um, let's have it updated. Um, and then Revelation chapter 5, verse 6, he says, And behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood the lamb as if it were slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. Horns represent authority, so he has complete authority. And he, seven eyes represents he has a complete sight. He sees everything, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, here's the interesting part. Sent forth into all the earth. Now, First of all, before we move on, that sounds crazy, <laughs> right? doesn't it? But, you know, it's interesting. Um, I remember some years ago, I, um, because for those of you who don't know, I am a seer. Um, and so I saw a vision of an angel and he looked crazy. And I was like, Mm-mm, that's got to be demonic. You know, because we just automatically assume that, you know, beautiful angels are holy and all demonic angels are ugly. Right. Right. But and even in that, the Lord was showing me he, he got a little, you know, he wasn't like upset, but he was like, this is my creation. It's not demonic. And he was very stern about it, I sh- I'll say. And so I was like, oh, wow. And so he began to, you know, just talk to me and tell me that what what we in society, you know, with the world, um, social media or media, whatever, uh, depicts as beautiful is not what he it's not the same thing it's as not what, what God says is beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, I, you know, he was really showing me in that, that a lot of, a lot of beings that he's created are not by our standards, beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. But to him, they are beautiful. That thing was frightening looking to me. <laughs> right. Even if you look at scripture, it says certain scriptures that when they saw the angel, they were terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, thinking about the beasts that worship. Before the throne. Before uh, the throne. Right. Remember when we were in service, uh, just probably almost a year ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was in worship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the holy, the, the, the presence of God was so strong. I mean, it was just like palpable. I mean, it was just like I couldn't even lift my head. So I laid down fat, uh, flat on the floor and prostrate before the Lord. And it's like I see a vision right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it looked like this, uh, like a beast. I thought it was demonic, mm-hmm. like a cow's head. Yeah. Like. Like if you're in the field and a cow come look at you, mm. that's how I felt. I was on the floor and I looked up. I literally looked up and I saw this big head of like a cow or an ox or something looking at me. So immediately because of, um, you know, we just, the the spiritual aspect of it, I didn't, I just thought it was demonic. And I started rebuking it. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You have no place here in the presence of God. Through my ignorance, right? Mm-hmm. And he like before the... So, so then I heard the voice. I don't know if it was the voice of an angel or the voice of God, you know, said to me, this is one of the beasts that are before the throne. Right. And I just start crying. I like, Lord, forgive me. Beast, forgive me, you know, because right. I didn't want to call him. I rebuked him as being demonic. But, right. you know, but they know us. They, they know that we're, you know... Right. And so that's why it's so important to lean on the Holy Spirit. Right. Ask the Holy Spirit. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Say, what is this, Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that, that goes along with what you were saying because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't frightening, like terrifying me. Mm-hmm. But why is this beast with horns looking at me face to face, like looking down on me, observing me? So uh so that was that was that was pretty awesome. So that's just a uh to go with what you were saying as well. So, and, and even here in, in Revelation, I want to show you something about the Holy Spirit. Because uh, I had a I had a vision of this some years ago where um, I was uh, caught up into heaven and I saw the Father standing on the edge of, I don't know if it was the edge of heaven I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was that balcony that you saw, mm-hmm. but I saw him looking over and I saw him looking over at the earth and there was just darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And then I heard, I heard the noise, boom, like, I don't know. I can't even, boom. It was just like, and I, and, and Jesus, I saw the son of God step out of the father. Then I heard it again, boom. Then I saw, the Holy Spirit ascend from the Father out into the deep. And uh, so then, but when he got out into the deep, it kind of like split up in different directions. That's what I recall. And, but um, we read here, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth in all the earth. I don't know if it's a literal something literally that happened and God showed me what happened at the beginning. I don't know if God showed me these things to give me understanding of I don't know. But all I know is what I saw, what I remember. And it said the spirit, the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And the interesting thing is, is that as, as we read and you know, if you go back and read the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of the Lord, you know, went out upon the face of the deep, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, that when the Holy Spirit went out. Right. So then he said, let there be light, and there was light, and then they talk about how God separated the sea from the land. But here's the interesting thing about it, and I don't believe it's coincidental. We have seven seas. Mm-hmm. And the seven seas include Antarctica or the Antarctic Sea, the North Atlantic Sea, the South Atlantic Sea, the the um, North Pacific, the South Pacific, the Indian Sea, the Southern o- and, and the Southern Oceans. 
you know, and you can you can find that on oceanservice.noaa.gov if you didn't know that. A lot, a lot of people didn't like geology and all that kind of stuff. But then when you look at it, how, the, how the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit separated the waters from the lands, mm -hmm. then if you look at there are seven continents. Yep. Asia, Africa, North America, South America, Antarctica, Europe, and Australia. There are seven continents. So there are seven. We see that the Spirit of God, you know, went out upon the face of the deep and, and, and made these separations. But then we see there are seven spirits of God. There are seven ocean, or seas and seven continents. Right. This is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. But before we dive real deep into this, because this stuff is awesome. It's just God is just so awesome. He's so awesome. But we, 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 I think what we need to talk about first was, anyway, it's in my heart to talk about first. Why do we, the followers of Jesus Christ, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? See, we have to understand the Holy Spirit in order to grasp why he's here who he is and, and uh, you know, the important thing is why he's important to us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and in John chapter 14, 16 and 18, Jesus said, I will pray the father and he will give you another comforter. That word comforter means helper. He is definitely a helper. I'm telling you. Of everything. Everything. It doesn't matter how small or minute we think it's not important to God. It's important. Just like the other day, um, I was just like, man, because I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I was like, man, I love my birds. I love these Eagles, right? And then, um, then I thought about it and I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't really. So Lord, what do you think about that? Maybe I shouldn't really, uh, you know, really like them that way. Because I wanted to become idolatry. And the Lord said to me, well, he created everything for us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I love that you love the eagles. And I'm like, wow. And that, that doesn't mean the eagles is exclusively for everybody to love. But he loves what we love. Because he created everything. Satan tried to pervert everything that God created. He didn't pervert everything. He tried to pervert everything. But God made things for us to enjoy in this life. You know. But anyway, yeah. I digress. It's like you said, he's, the Holy Spirit is the helper. He helps us with everything. That was something that, you know, when I first gave my life to the Lord and I realized, you know, started coming into that relationship with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to understand who he is and... You know what, like you said, why we need him, and even why we would want him mm -hmm. around. I just, just with little things like, even you know, trying to find my keys or, <laughs> or, or your uh, what was it, your earring? My earring, yeah. You know, you're taking off a a small stud earring stud, and the back of my earring fell off. And I was like, shoot, I don't know where it is. And I'm on the floor, my hands and knees looking for it. And, you know, the thought came to me, well, why don't I just ask the Holy Spirit? But, you know, a lot of people don't have that thought mm -hmm. to really ask him for everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I'm like looking in the carpet, you know, as, as well, like, where is it? And he said, it's in your shirt. And it's like, what? Mm -hmm. How is that even that. possible? And then, sure enough, it was it was in like a fold in my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I, how do you how is that even possible? Like, because yeah. of course, for me, it wasn't even a thought. I just knew it fell on the ground, mm -hmm. and that's where I immediately looked. Mm -hmm. But. He knew exactly where it was. Right. Like, that's amazing. And he cared. Yeah. But a lot of people don't get to really experience him in that way. Like, he's literally our helper. Right. And that was, like I was saying, um, you know, when I first gave my life to the Lord, and it just, 
being around other believers and just seeing how much they are doing so much on their own that they don't have to. Like even little things like little things, big things, whatever it might be, just putting that burden on themselves right. to do something or to know something that we have we really don't we don't know. Right. But you know, that was a thought to me, like, why don't more people rely on the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Why don't they ask him for help? Because right. he will help. Mm -hmm. He sure will. He sure will. And and the Holy Spirit, he is so, I mean, he's gentle, he's kind. Listen, guys, you, you really, really want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because he is God. He's the Spirit of God. Yeah. He's the Spirit of Christ. And we'll talk about that a little later. But he is so very important to us and for us. And, and you'll see this as we, read, as we read on. So the comforter means helper. It means someone that's uh, right beside you or, or with you. That's mm -hmm. what the comforter means. So if you're down, he's with you. If you lost, he's right beside you. You know, so we have to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit in order to even gain understanding of why Jesus sent them to us. So it goes on saying, uh, I will not, I, I will pray that the Father, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter. Which another means besides Jesus, because Jesus is our, a comforter, especially to the disciples. They were walking with him. He was always with them to help them. And um, that he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you forever. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit don't leave us when we get raptured and go to heaven. He's always with us forever, which is wonderful. And then, it, then it says, even the spirit of truth, who the world could not receive. I want you to just mark or, or you know, keep a mental note or mark or uh, underline, highlight that, that term, the spirit of truth. Because that's one of his names, the spirit of truth, who the world cannot see. And if we're walking in a carnal mind, and if we're not really looking to God, then we can't see him either because we're walking as the world walks and we're seeing as the world sees. That's why the Bible tells us the just shall walk by faith, not by sight. We can't, just like I told some people uh, not too long ago, I said, we can either let the world change us or through the Holy Spirit, we can change the world. We could change so much in this world, lives, souls, people, families, communities, and cities, and states, and governments by the Holy Spirit. Because the world cannot see him. The world cannot receive him. Because it seeth him not. Neither do the, does the world know him. And 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 when the Lord was giving, to me, giving this to me, because just earlier on the week, the Lord just spoke to me. He just said, the seven spirits of God. And I, I sat down, I, I said, seven spirits of God. But then he, he showed me that he wanted us to talk about this on the spiritual matters. So um, the world doesn't know him. But we know him. But we know him. But what if we're acting, living like the world? We have to be led by our own wisdom, our own thoughts, our own strength. And, some, and most of the time, the enemy entered into a you know uh man, what am I trying to say interjects his thoughts and his plan his will and we think it's ours right but we have to know him and whether you know it or not you do know him as a believer but you may not be acquainted with him you you it's like one of those things where he he's with you and and sometimes you can feel him but you don't know him to the point to that personal relationship. Just like if, you know, you can have a coworker and y'all work on the assembly line, but y'all never talk. But you know his name is James. And you'd be like, oh yeah, I know James. But there's no intimacy there. There's no personal relationship. You don't know the deep things of James' life. Yeah. Just like in the book of Romans, it says the deep call to the deep. No one knows the deep things of God except the spirit of God. And no one knows the deep things of man except the spirit of man. Yeah, I I remember 
before long before we were married I was still um I was in my early 20s and I was with someone at the time a boyfriend at the time and I (laughs) (laughs) and I believed that I was supposed to marry him that we were supposed to be together um and I would literally see like like have dreams visions of that it wasn't great Mm -hmm. (laughs) it didn't look great at all um but that's what i thought i thought that was my lot it wasn't it wasn't a healthy uh relationship so i remember one night i was leaving his house and i was crying because of something he had done or said. Because um, he was cheating on me too. And um, I was crying, driving home. And a voice told me, you could do better. And I was like, what? Like, this was like news to me. Because at the time, I, you know, I didn't think I could. I thought that this nobody else is gonna want me type thing and you know that's how you can tell the devil is a lie. As beautiful <laughs> as you are and you like the best person I know. Thank you. I'm telling you. Just yeah. in and out beautiful, just sweet and honest and loving and caring and I can go on and on and on. Thank you. Yeah, but that's what I thought. But it, it, it I, of course I know now that it was the Holy Spirit telling me no don't believe what you're seeing uh what the enemy is showing you because he's showing you a picture of what he wants right but that's not what i have for you i didn't even know i didn't even realize it you know then of course because i wasn't saved or anything but looking back now he saved me from that situation Mm -hmm. it wasn't easy to leave um, and he, the Lord actually set up, you know, uh, set, set up the situation where he literally tore us apart, basically, because he had me move to Georgia with my mom. Right. But, um, Hallelujah. but, you know, that was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he was literally letting me know, no, that what you're, what you're seeing, the enemy basically is using your gift to pervert to to make a new path for you that I didn't choose for you because he he only has liberty and freedom and peace and joy mm-hmm. for us but that was the holy spirit amen so he i mean he will he'll intervene and he'll be like hey no or like he said like you can do better but are we going to listen to him right right because people, when they, for some reason, I don't know why, but when people think of the Holy Spirit, they don't give him as much honor and reverence as God the Father and God the Son. Mm-hmm. He's God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he and the Father and the Son are one. So it's like, it's not a whole lot of reverence for the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is the one you, you better reverence or you better honor and respect because Jesus said that, you know, you, you blaspheme the Son, even the Father, you'll be forgiven. But if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, you'll never be forgiven. And then when the, when the children of Israel was walking through the wilderness, the Bible said that they grieved the Holy Spirit of promise. They grieved the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is with us to help us, to lead us, to guide us. And um, we it's, it's really to our disadvantage not to have that fellowship with him, not to have that communication, because he is our friend. Yeah, absolutely. He's our teacher. He's and we will get into that a little later. But um so it says, Because the world can't see him, neither know him. Right? But you know him, for he dwells, lives, abides with you, tabernacles with you. So it's just like a difference between uh before my wife and I got married and now. Before my wife and I got married I I was always with her and she was with me in terms of 
I had her back. She had my back. Mm-hmm. If she needed prayer. You know, we were really, 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 really close friends. We were friends for 10 years before we got married. And um, so the Holy Spirit, he's, he, when Jesus walked the earth, he was telling his disciples, you know the Holy Spirit, even though they may not know him by the name or had a really in-depth relationship with him, that, that communion with him, that intimacy with him. He said, you know him because he's with you. Yeah. But then he said, and shall be in you. Then Now, I want you to look at verse 18. I, I love to talk about this verse because it shows that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus began to, the Holy Spirit began to speak to Jesus first person because he's saying, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. But then the Holy Spirit says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to through Jesus to tell the disciples, I will come to you. Well, why would Jesus say, I will come to you if he's already standing in front of them talking to them? Says the Holy Spirit. And I, and, and I want you to hear that for yourself, that the Holy Spirit will not leave you comfortless. He will come to you. All you have to do is desire him and he will come to you. He does want you to be comfortless. And we'll get into what that comfortless means. But firstly, let's look at Jesus said, for he dwells with you. He abides with you. Just like if you look at um, how they said to Jesus, well, a religious man walked up to Jesus, a Pharisee. He said, uh, I know that you are a man come from God and God is with you because no man can do these things except God be with them. So he saw outwardly the evidence of God being with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. So what did Jesus do? Jesus sent his disciples out two by two to do what he did, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to cause the lame to walk, the dumb to talk. So they did all these miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he was with them. And Jesus was saying, you know him. He's the one that's doing these operations through you. But right for right now, he's with you. But soon he shall be in you. See, they because this is why the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit was with them. Jesus had not yet died on the cross in, in order to cleanse away their sins, wash away their sins, eradicate their sins. So the Holy Spirit couldn't dwell in them because sin was in them. The Holy Spirit couldn't dwell in them because sin was in them. That's why the Bible tells us that the, the, the Spirit of God came upon the prophets. He was with the prophets, right? So, but when Jesus died, when Jesus died, the Holy, and he, God, God was able to cleanse our sins away from our being, from our inside out. So then the Holy Spirit could come and dwell in us. Like according to, um, that was with you and in you is according to Acts chapter number two, verse four. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So that's the difference. Now that, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you even um, go back to, you know, Acts chapter 1, Jesus told them to wait at Jerusalem until they receive the promise. Then they will become witnesses and they will be endued with power from on high once the Holy Ghost will come upon them and they shall be witnesses. So when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they saw the golden tongues of fire upon them, but they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And the cloven tongue of fire was the fire of God upon them that made them a light to the world, like a lamp, an oil lamp. So they were filled with the oil and the, the, the wick was lit to be light to the world. So this is why the Holy Spirit is so important to us. And um, that's why the Father sent them, excuse me, the Father sent them to us. But here's the, here's the, here's the real awesome thing. But he said, the Holy Spirit said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So what does that word comfortless mean? In the Greek, it means orphanos, which we get our English word orphan from. So that word comfortless doesn't mean I'll make you feel better. He said, but but that's what he does. He 
He helps us in every way, but he doesn't just help us as someone that just wants to help. He helps us as a bereft of a father and of parents, of a teacher, of a guide, of a guardian. So that bereft, it just simply means that, you know, we will not be without a father. He becomes our father. He becomes, God becomes our parents. So he can speak to you as a father and he can be kind and gentle to you as a mother. He's a teacher, one of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. He's God. He knows everything. Then he's our guide. The Bible, Jesus, he leads and guides us into all truth. Then he's our guardian. He's our guardian. We actually are, he's our legal guardian now. Why? Because he is the spirit of the father and the son. So he said, I would not leave you. The word means orphaned. He said, I would not leave you orphaned, but I will come to you. A lot of us, you know, because of how we grew up, and some of us grew up with some good parents, and some of us didn't. But this is not regarding your natural biological parents. This is talking about God as our Father, Spirit. God, like you said, God is a Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And he that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. But the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. So the whole thing is that God is our Father. He's our Creator. And the only way to get to him as a father, get to know him as a father, is number one, Jesus dying on the cross, which became the door that opened for us to get to the father. Because as we go through the door, go through Jesus, our sins are washed away. That's what separated us from God in the beginning. When Adam and Eve said, and God said, Adam, where are you? Because he was separated from God. He was no longer in the presence of God. He fell like Lucifer did. He was no longer in the presence of God. God knew where he was geographically, but God is like, you're not in my presence. Where are you? Have you eating from the tree? I've told you not to eat from. So at that point, man, God was not the father of mankind anymore. That's why Jesus told the disciples, I mean, the religious folk, you are of your father, the devil. And then he told his disciples, no longer will you come to me and ask me to go to the Father for you, but you will go to the Father for yourself through me because he's my Father and your Father. So Jesus was the open door in order to take us, to give us that relationship with the Father. So now we have this relationship with the Father, so then God sends his Holy Spirit to dwell in us. And like Romans 8.15 says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out of the Father. So as we receive the Holy Spirit, we have received the spirit of adoption. God has adopted us. We are his children now. We are the children of God. That's why it's so important. Because the Holy Spirit is that spirit of adoption that literally connects us to the Father because Jesus died to open the door for us to come back to God. That's why Paul wrote that God was in, the Father was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and so do we have this ministry of reconciliation, reconciling the world to Christ. Amen. 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 So from, a, uh, from the Old Testament perspective, we also see that there are seven spirits of God. And we're going to look at, we're going to look at what these seven spirits of God is um, briefly. And then uh, on the next episode, we'll we'll look at them both side by side, the seven spirits of God in the New Testament and the Old Testament and see how it locks together. So what are the seven spirits of God? What are the seven spirits of God? Oh, 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 before I go there, before I go there. So I just love, I, I just love my relationship with the Holy Spirit and I love you know, when you talk about your relationship with the Holy Spirit and how even at work, he helps you when you mm -hmm. were working a secular job. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I had um, moved to a different department and was learning, um, you know, the policies, procedures for that department. But 
I was a contract reviewer and I just, it was a lot. Like you're talking about, you know, 30 page contract that you got to go through line by line, make sure everything is correct. And I think our quota at the time was like 30. We had to do 30 contracts a day. And I was like on three. Uh when i first started of course and uh, you know just i was like i don't know if i could do this but um i remember i came to you and i was like well i think i'm gonna fail (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm gonna get fired because i don't think i can do that because they will write you up if you didn't and so (coughs) excuse me your you know of course your answer to me was was did you ask the holy spirit for help and I, you know, I was just growing in my relationship with him. And, um, of course it wasn't a thought. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I do that? Like, it's not a thought for most of us. Yeah. It wasn't a thought for me initially. Because you just, you rely on yourself. Right. Your knowledge base, your, you know, what you can do. And then, you, and then we beat ourselves up because of what we don't know. Yeah. We don't feel good enough, smart enough. Exactly. Whatever enough. Right, because the world says that in order to succeed, you have to excel. You have to, you know, push yourself to know more, to, you know, grow in your skills, to, you know, all this thing, all these things. But, you know, really, it's just asking the Holy Spirit for help. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did. I went in the next morning and before I started, I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I need your help on this. And... I just kept doing that every single day. And before I knew it, I was reviewing 50, 60 contracts with little to no errors, uh, missed, missed errors. Because um, I, I, I know, and I, whenever I would, every single time, whenever I would be off in, you know, because I, I used to sit and, in imagination and you know all that stuff self fantasy fantasy, uh while i was reviewing contracts and every single time i would have errors that i missed and he'd be like you missed this on this page you know go go get it back because we had uh administrative assistants that would then if there were errors they would send out you know those errors to get corrected um but he would he would he would tell me exactly which contract, what page, what line, what it was, and every single time, the uh, admin be like, "How in the world do you like?" I'm giving him a stack of fifty contracts. He's like, "How in the world do you know exactly what contract and what?" As the Holy Spirit, and he was right every single time. I pull it out, I look, and I'm like, dang, I did miss that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Oh, gosh. So he he was a tremendous help. And, you know, just even giving me ideas because um, I did so well that there was an opening for a promotion for the uh, supervisor position, the team lead position, and I got it. You know, because mm-hmm. of the work ethic that he helped me uh, to, to develop, to develop, right, and that consistency, and I mean, he would just give me ideas of things. Like literally, I remember one morning I'm sitting there at my desk, just you know, working or whatever, and he he's like, "Why don't you, um, why don't you, uh." make an incentive program for the department to really motivate them, boost morale. And this is when you were a supervisor? This is when I was a supervisor. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess. I guess that sounds like a good idea. But, I mean, I don't know, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And literally that morning, my manager came to me and was like, she just came from a meeting, a meeting that morning, and they were asking for them to come up with ways to boost morale. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, what? This is weird. 
So I told her, well, the Holy Spirit just literally just gave me something and she was excited and we implemented it and it worked. Mm, so that's awesome. he's, he's, I mean, he's far beyond us. And so even though that was him, that was all him. And I made it, I made it known to her, like, look, that's not me. That was him. That was his idea. But in the end, it made me look like a rock star. Right. Even though I took no credit for it whatsoever. But... And they, they started calling you the beast because you was gobbling up them contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he, that's what he does. When we lean on him, we, you know, you may be operating at 80%. A hundred percent. He will have you operating at a hundred and fifty plus percent, and so because of that, you are working. You're now working in a spirit of excellence that most people do not and could never even reach on their own. Yeah. I, I there was no way I could be able to do that on my own. I could be. I, I'm not. I'm not smart like that. I'm not mm-hmm. smart to come up with ideas like this. But it was all him. Right. And that's just like what Jesus said, that, um, you know, the world cannot receive him because it can't see him. And so people can't really see. It's like, you know how people say you can work harder, you go smarter. Right. And that was one of the things that he posed to me that day before, um, you know, when I was still reviewing contracts, he was like, look. You can work harder or you can work smarter. That's mm-hmm. not, that's your choice. If right. you want to put in the work, you want to grind and you want to bust sweat and do all that to say that you did it yourself, you can. Right. But you don't have to. Right. That's the whole point. Right. And the help of the Holy Spirit will put you years above others. Mm-hmm. This is this is so this is so awesome. But I know I've experienced that. Because uh, walking in that spirit of excellence, mm-hmm. you know, which is the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you with wisdom. Yeah. And you're doing things as unto the Lord and the Holy Spirit helps you. Yeah. And at, uh, every job just about I've been to, maybe except for, with the exception of one, I, I went in, it was soon running, running, I was manager. Why? Listening to the Holy Spirit. Please, brothers and sisters, just, just, just hear us. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to help us, mm-hmm. help us to get to heaven, help us to conquer and to over, be overcomers more than conquerors and to succeed even in life. Right. Yeah. I, I remember even he um, gave me the idea to uh, create a training manual for for the department I was working in mm-hmm. because we didn't have one and I was the one training most most of the people. And so he showed me the need and then he literally showed me how to put it together. Mm-hmm. And I began actually seeing like how to format it, what to do. Like literally he gave me instructions to go to the marketing department because they, they kind of had something set up that they, um, they presented mm-hmm. uh, for marketing purposes. He was like, don't recreate the wheel just see, you know, what they, the template they've done and use that for, you know, to then make this manual for the company. Right, as a company, structure. As a structure and then right. add to it what I'm showing you. Amen. And that's what I did. And I mean, I showed it to my manager again and she was blown away and she took it to her managers and in a manager's meeting and they were all blown away to the point where now they're restructuring the whole company to make sure that every department is implemented with these type of right. manuals. But it's like, it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit right. that literally showed me how to do this. And it was it was like, a no, it didn't take, you know, months upon months to put this thing together because he showed me exactly how to put it together. Right. And that's, and that's amazing. So you went from doing three contracts to 50 to 60 contracts to being promoted in a short period of time, oh, yeah. mind you, yeah. and then to implementing uh, the structural manual that whereby the whole company used to restructure the company. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, he's awesome, I'm telling you. And, you and know he what, loves us. Right. And you know what's the most amazing part of that is, you know, I, I went to college. I didn't finish. So, you know, when 
when people were, you know, upper management and whatnot are looking at this and they're like, wait a minute, so you did this? Like, I don't have a college degree. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, you know, but that was him. Right. He gets all the glory for that. Right. And and it's the same, same holds true with ministry. We, we cannot try to go in and do ministry on our own, even with good intents, our own strength, our own power. Yeah. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to depend on the Holy Spirit. It's like our, our anthem. We tell everybody to lean on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's there. He wants to help us. We're not intruding upon his time. He's here to help us. He wants to. He loves. He absolutely loves to help us. He does. And a fun one that I I love telling the story about that um, when one day we were um, playing Uno and mm. I, I'm not really competitive like that. I don't like playing games like that, but I was like, okay, I'll play, you know. And so I had the thought to ask the Holy Spirit for help and what cards to play. And so I did, and I kept winning. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I had to tell everybody, okay, everybody, it was it. Because they're like, how do you keep winning? I was like, I was asking the Holy Spirit for help. It's like, that's cheating. It's actually not cheating because we all have the Holy Spirit, and everybody could have asked him for help. Right. I was the only one who did. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he. The Holy Spirit. He loves fun. He. He loves. He loves joy. He loves to laugh. Like when we get to know the Holy Spirit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a scripture before we close out, and we'll get into what are the seven spirits of God the next episode. But um, he he absolutely loves us. He adores us. He loves to help us. We are a joy to him. Just like, because he's the spirit of the father. He is the spirit of adoption. He is the spirit that brings us into the family of God. And he watches over us like a father. And a good father, a lot of us can't identify with that. I know I couldn't for a long time. Yeah, me Because either. my father didn't raise me. Yeah. So I thought that God, as a father, is looking at me at, you know, all the bad things I did, how imperfect I was and all the mistakes I made. And I just felt like nothing. I felt... Like I had no value. And that's how I thought that God saw me because that's how my biological father saw me. So, uh, but when I found out in Ephesians 1, when I read that and he said, I am accepted in the beloved, that broke something off of me. That really broke a lot off of me. And he gave me his spirit and the Holy Spirit started talking to me and I can hear him. And, you know, he's telling me what to do, what not to do or how to do something. And, and especially important for ministry. We can't go by what we think because it could be a good idea, but it may not be the will of God. Exactly. You know, so yeah. we have to have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to have this relationship with the seven spirits of God. Because just like he went forth into all the earth, you know, the seven spirits of God went forth. He, there's, seven is the number of completion. So he wants to, and when we get to this, the next episode, you'll see how it works with us and in us. To how the working of the Holy Spirit works with us and in us, and how the seven of seven spirits of God helps us in every single way and aspect of our lives. But before we close, we're going to read Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse fourteen, and it says, "The grace Paul wrote this: the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all." That word communion means fellowship. It means relationship. It means intimacy. So let the let the grace of Christ, he forgive our sins. He at the right hand of the Father living ever to make intercession for us. You know, he rose from the dead that we might live. Let his grace be with us. And let the love of God our Father be with us. The Bible says, "Be spirit, not his own son with us, we withhold from us. God loves us. And in the communion of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship, the relationship, let him help you. We need him in every aspect of life. We need his wisdom. We need his guidance. We need his counsel. We need his mercy. We need his strength. We need every, because Jesus said it's expedient 
that he goes, because if he doesn't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. But if he goes, then he'll send the Holy Spirit for us or to us. So that's why he said it's expedient, it's important. It's important that we have this communion with the Holy Spirit. Communion with the Holy Spirit equals great success in Christ and in life. Amen. Amen. So I just want everybody, just real quick, just, just say these simple three words. I mean, four words. These simple four words, just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Let's all say it together. Let's all say it together. You all right? Count of three. Let's all say it together. One, two, three. Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, help me. He has great joy. There's great joy in his heart to hear us, for us to say that to him. So we'll begin to hear him better and more and more, clearer and clearer. And we'll be able, the Bible says that he leads us and guides us. And that's what he wants to do because he knows that we're frail. He knows that our knowledge base is limited, even if we know a lot. Even if we know, even if we have the IQ of Einstein, our knowledge base is limited. We don't know what we think we know, but he knows all. Because he created all. And he know how he knows how everything works. So in a way, he is our supernatural cheat sheet. The word of God is our cheat sheet. And that's why the, and the blood of Jesus is our cheat sheet. That's why the Bible says there's three things in the earth and they all agree in one. The word, the blood, and the spirit of God. So let's commune with the Holy Spirit. Just practice that every day. Just when you're at work. Because it's not innate in us, it's something that we have to practice to remember. When thing I work to say in the morning, even in the morning, to say, "Holy Spirit, okay, let's do this together. Help me, Holy Spirit." During the day when tough things come up, help me, Holy Spirit. You know, even if something seems easy or simple that you know you can do yourself, still say, "Help me, Holy Spirit." And the Bible says He'll do exceeding abundantly above all we can even ask or think, according to the power that's at work in us. Amen. 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 So we'll pick up on what are the seven spirits of God next episode. Thank you again for joining us in this episode of the spiritual matters, because we want you guys to know and understand that the spiritual matters. It matters more than we know. So uh, take this and, and share it with, with, with your friends, share with family, share with your folks on uh, social media. Because this is something that's important, especially for the body of Christ, to help us. And things will be less difficult when we begin to lean on the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Would you like to close us out in prayer? Father, we just thank you for the word that came forth. We thank you for a better understanding of you, Holy Spirit. Yes. A better... Um, uh, uh, Thank you for even giving us a desire to want to draw closer to you, Holy Spirit, to hear your voice, to commune you with you. And um, we just right now we make the decision to 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 remember to to seek you, yes. to to lean on you, to ask you um, to ask you for all things mm -hmm. in every area of our lives, Lord. We just yield it all to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you. We love you. Um, and we, we lift you up in every yes. area of our lives. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And here's, here's a couple extra golden nuggets for you. Jesus said that about the Holy Spirit that when we're in a bind on a situation, don't think or we should ask or what we should say before the time. You know, try to make up something in our minds because he said the Holy Spirit will answer through us in that moment. That's number one. And then number two, he says that, you know, the Holy Spirit, he not only leads us and guides us into all truth, but the Holy Spirit is uh, the one who will. Um, what was the second point, Lord? It just jumped out of my mind. Thank you. Thank you. I'm telling you, boy. So the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, even when you can't remember scripture or whatever, ask the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said he will remind us of whatever the Lord said to us. So he's, I'm telling you, he's here to help us. Mm -hmm. Love you guys. You be Love blessed. You guys. And we will see you in the next episode of The Spiritual Matters. See ya. 
Thank you for listening to The Spiritual Matters. Tune in to new episodes every other Friday. Have any questions? Comment below or email us at info at globalcore.org. That's info at globalcor.org.